I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia. You're listening to Tita Talks, a podcast dedicated to usapang K-drama, Pinoy teleserye, and anything and everything Tita-related. Powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Now, here's your Tita, Tita Marian. Hey there, and welcome back to Tita Talks. It's your K-drama Tita once again. It's me, Tita Marian. <laughs> and welcome to the part two of... A Beginner's Guide to K-Drama. Now, last week, we talked about the K in the K-Drama. Today, it's all about the drama naman. So, we'll be talking about the most common K-Drama genres, tropes, and top 5 K-Dramas that you have to watch. As in, ito yung mga K-Dramas that can be considered as the gateway drugs of K-Drama. Maybe one of these five K-dramas ang napanood mo that made you fall in love or at least interested malang sa K-drama. Well, at interested enough to even listen to a podcast about K-drama. Which reminds me, if you're listening to this podcast via Spotify, please don't forget to hit the follow button. So you can get updated once a new episode is available para di ka na rin type ng type sa search box ng Tita Talks, di ba? At andun na siya kagad pag open mo ng Spotify once a new episode is available. And please don't forget that if you want to support this podcast, all you need to do is check the description box for the affiliate links. I have their affiliate links for Amazon. Uh, GoDaddy, Lazada, Shopee. So if you click any of those, you are helping keeping this podcast alive. <laughs> And also, para na, sabi ko na din sa inyo to before, I may be a tita, but I have social media. Twitter, I got that. TikTok, meron din ako niyan. <laughs> so Facebook, it's facebook.com slash podcast. On Twitter, Instagram, um, TikTok, yun nga. <laughs> It's all at Talks Tita. Okay? And also, if you are interested to join me for a podcast episode as a guest, whether it's about a K-drama review or a topic, please join the Facebook group, which is Titas of K-drama. Or K-drama, tama ba ako? K-dramas, okay. Basta yun, nandun siya. Um, it's not, of course, it's not exclusive to just titas. Titos and titas can always join that group. Doon na rin kasi ako nag, ano, eh, nagpo-post ng, kung kailangan ko ng guest, kung, if I need to collaborate with anyone. The reason for that is because, yes, I do have social media accounts, pero hirap na hirap po akong mag-maintain at mag-update. So, naguguluhan ako sa kanilang lahat. So, doon na lang ako nagpo-post para isahan na lang na-update. Okay? So, yeah. That's a uh, Facebook group, uh, Titas of K-Drama. Okay? Now, 
like I said, welcome to the part two of the series, 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 A Beginner's Guide to K-Drama. Last week, we had a mini crash course on Korean culture. And I even mentioned some of the most common words or phrases that you'll hear in K-Dramas. This time, we are doing a mini crash course on Korean TV dramas. Now, the first thing that you have to learn is the common structure of K-dramas. I know sa atin sa Pilipinas, we really don't have a set structure or common structure na masasabi for a teleserye. Usually, as long as a teleserye, as long as minanonood ng teleserye, it can go on for months or years. Example na lang natin ang Provinciano, which is now what? On its fifth year? Tama ba? Diyos ko, sasabayan pa niyo yung pamangking kong graduate ng elementary. <laughs> well, that's not the case for K-dramas. Most K-dramas are 16 episodes. And usually, each episode is like 1 hour to 1 hour and 30 minutes. Now, sometimes, when you check a K-drama and let's say... Wikipedia, for example, ginugal mo siya when you want to learn more about the K-drama. Some may say that it's 32 episode and each episode is 30 to 45 minutes. But really, it's actually 16 episodes na one and a half hour, di ba? Or one and 15. Wait, 45 plus, basta mahina talaga ako sa Basta compute na lang 45 plus 45. Anyway, the reason behind that is that in Korea, they don't really have commercials. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's part of their bylaw that a commercial cannot be played during the um, airing of a an episode. Hindi siya katulad sa atin sa Pilipinas na after every five minutes, di ba? May commercial na naman. Yung, hindi na na, yung tipong hindi na matuloy-tuloy ang pun, pagbunyag ng lihim ng bida kasi kukommercial na naman. Yung parang kakasabi pa lang niya, ang totoong ama mo ay si commercial. Tapos pagbalik naman, huwag kang mag-alala, ang totoong ama mo ay si commercial ulit. <laughs> in Korea, every episode is shown in full without any commercials in between. Which is why you see a lot of product placement. Ito yung mga akala mo wala lang pero yung bida umiinom ng kape or umiinom ng kung anong pampapayat tapos kumakain sa ganitong restaurants but they are actually what you call as product placement. So it's an advertising strategy which is how they earn money for their production. Now, just recently, like maybe in the last three, four years, producers found a way or a workaround on this bylaw by splitting an episode into two. So legally, okay, tama naman, di ba? Kasi you have episodes one and two. Pero if you think about it, it's just one episode. <laughs> so that's what they're doing now. So they no longer rely on product placement. They, well, they still do. They still have product placement, but they don't solely rely on it. Because they can now actually get commercial sponsors. That's why more and more K-dramas are now noted as 32 episodes. But it's really just 16. The usual. 
But with the rise of streaming platforms like Netflix, the K-drama structure is again getting another makeover. Some K-dramas with big casts and big budget only have 6 to 12 episodes like Kingdom and the ongoing K-drama which is Hospital Playlist. Na masakit sa loob ko kasi 12 episodes lang siya, pero yeah. And another change in the structure of K-dramas is the frequency. Now, in the Philippines, most of our teleseries air from Monday to Friday, right? In Korea, K-dramas air twice a week only. So let's say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, ganun. Now, that's also changing because of Netflix that also produces Netflix original series. Episodes of our K-dramas by Netflix are often now available all at the same time. As in, as in isahang bagsaka na lang. So you don't have to wait for the following week and you can easily binge watch them. Kagaya ng Kingdom. When it was aired, I, I, I actually thought na talagang katulad siya ng dati, like twice a week or once a week. Pero pag open ko nung, um, ng Kingdom, available na siya. It's, it's, all the episodes are now available. So, that's another change that we can see because of streaming apps. But if there's one thing that you have to take note about K-drama structures, it's the fact that no matter how good or popular a K-drama, they don't usually have season 2. Yes, unfortunately, walang mga season 2. Unlike in the Philippines where if a teleserie is really good or with high ratings, mumubonga sa ratings, then you can expect that it will have a book 2, book 3, book 4, and so on and so forth. Or it's getting extended for years. Again, hello ang probinsyano. Also, unlike in Hollywood where most series run for more than just one season, in K-dramas, no matter how many online petitions you sign or kahit mag-alay ka pa ng buong manok na at hindi lang itlog, season 2s are like a shot in the dark. But, just like the saying that the only thing constant in the world is change, having a new season is now becoming a thing. Yes, it is. Like recently, we have seen season 2 of Strangers. Love Alarm, Hospital Playlist, tapos magkakaroon pa ng Season 3 ng Kingdom this July. I'm so excited with that. So, and so many other series are getting a new season. Pero, wala pa rin po ang Scarlet Heart. So, ano na? <laughs> ano na po? But yeah, extended seasons are now becoming a common thing in Korea. Thank God. Because so many K-dramas are really good and deserves a second season. So, that's some of the things that you have to know about the common structure of K-dramas. Oh, ay, sorry. Nakalimutan ko. Another thing pala. Ito, tip sa inyo. Usually... The kissing scenes or kilig scenes or aminan scenes happens on episodes 7 and 8. And the drama happens 
from episode 11 to 14. So just setting your expectations just in case you are watching an ongoing K-drama. Kasi ako kapag episode 11 na, minsan tumitigil na ako. <laughs> Kapag alam kong masyadong magiging heartbreaking na yung mangyayari or magkakabulgaran na, I stop at episode 11 and then I wait until episode 15 is available kasi that's when things get to be better. Parang yung gumaganda na ako, ano nangyayari. So, yun. Para hindi ko na maghihintay ng, hindi ko na need na maghihintay ng ilang weeks and suffer heartaches for the K-drama I'm watching. So, ayun. That's just a technique that I'm using. And of course, yun nga, abang, inaabangan ko lagi yung mga episode 7 and 8 kasi yun talagang, oh my god, nakakakilig. Now, here are some of the most common K-drama genres and tropes. You would think na sa Pinas, sa Pilipinas lang yung may mga rugs to riches na story, but no, you're wrong. In Korea, one of the most common genre is rom-com. And most common story is about a girl who works several part-time jobs and meets a chable. Chable is like ano, an owner or an heir of a large conglomerate. And then these two fall in love, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, they do have their own version of rugs to riches stories. Some of my favorite um, this of this type of story is the heirs. Uh, oh well, this is old, pero maganda rin yung My Girl, Princess Hours, uh, Strong Woman Dobongson, and of course, Boys Over Flowers, and so many more. Ang daming K-drama na ganun yung topic, rags to riches. Mahirap na babae, meets a chable, and suddenly, she experiences, you know, wealth. <laughs> But the Rags to Riches story is, of course, not just exclusive to rom-coms. It's, of course, another common plot for drama. My current favorite, which is Itay One Class of Park Sojun, which is one of those K-dramas that really showed you the character struggle to where he is right now. A really good, it's a really good K-drama that's about an underdog, um, a high school dropout kasi siya dito eh. A high school dropout and ex-con saved up to open his first bar that turned into his to this huge company. It's another also um, a good revenge story. So yeah, it's an example of rags to riches pero sa drama naman siya. So yeah, it's not exclusive and you'll see that it's not something na sa Pilipinas lang nangyayari. There's a lot. There's a lot of that in almost every country's teleserye drama series. Alright? But what I love about K-dramas is that they don't really stick to just one or two genres. Yes, oh, drama and rom-com are the most common and popular genres to a lot of us or to a lot of viewers. But they always find a new trend. Like for example, way back in 2019 or and 2020, there was a trend for sci-fi or fantasy K-dramas where we had K-dramas that dealt with time travel, parallel universe, etc. pa na hindi nakinaya ng brain ko as in talagang dito ko na realize na oh my god, hindi po talaga ako nakinig sa science. <laughs> so science subject ko. Yun. So there was a trend trend. There was a trend 
um, way back 2019-2020 for that type of K-dramas. Then there was also a time where there were so many horror K-dramas. Some, of course, were a mix of, for example, horror and drama, horror and romance, horror and comedy. Then there were all there was also a time where Sagyuk or Saguk or historical K-dramas with over 40 episodes was a thing. Yes. Parang back-to-back lagi yung mga nang- magagandang historical K-dramas at that time. Kasi yun naman yung trend nila doon. And of course, let's not forget the sub-genres like medical, law, and police procedures. So there are so many K-dramas na magaganda din that are part of this subgenres. You will never get tired of K-drama because there's always something new to watch. There's always something new to offer parang ganun sa K-drama. That's what I love about it. But the genres and subgenres may change from time to time. Maybe trending now, pero hindi the next year or something like that. But there are five things that you will always see in a K-drama. Number one, in almost every K-drama, the lead, whether female or male lead, always live in a rooftop apartment. <laughs> yes, he or she may be poor, but they always have the best view of Seoul at night. Ang ganda ng view from, their, from where they live. If they don't live sa rooftop apartment naman, okay? For example, hindi naman talaga siya nakatira sa rooftop, just an apartment. The K-drama will always have a scene or scenes where the leads would enjoy drinking and or eating in a rooftop, in the rooftop ng apartment building nila. And that's, and this constant scene, ah, this constant scene in a K-drama influenced me to find an Airbnb apartment with a rooftop. Way back 2018, nag-travel ako with my sister. And one of the criteria that we decided when we are getting a ro- an apartment or an Airbnb home or stay was that it has to have a good rooftop. Kasi gusto namin mag-feeling K-drama. Kumain, uminom, sa, ta- sa rooftop, paggabi, parang ganun. And I was able to find it. Fortunately, I was able to find one near N Tower. Tama ba ako? Yeah, N Tower yung parang, basta N Tower. I-, I think that's what it's called. <sighs> Nakalimutan ko. But it's really close to Myeongdong as well. So it's a really good place. Now, number two. In almost every K-drama, getting hit by a truck is always the cause of death. Not guns, not stab wounds, not bombing, not fire, not any sickness, but those big construction trucks. And I find it really, really ridiculous. Pero funny na rin to watch those scenes where out of nowhere, a truck would speed up and hit the character. Like, ano yun? Naka-silent mode yung truck at di malang narinig ng bida na paparating. Like, pa, paano? Diba? Paano hindi siya naka-iwas? Ang laki ng truck, malamang maingay pa yun. 
But yeah, that happens in K-dramas, in almost every K-drama. And I know you can already remember so many K-dramas kung saan yung bida na sagasaan or namatay dahil sa truck. Now, in number three, in almost every historical K-dramas or saguk, there will always be a scene where a character falls off a cliff. Which, of course, makes sense kasi trucks were not yet in- invented by that time. But I'm sure if they were, the character would die because of a truck. <laughs> but in the meantime, falling off a cliff, which can either lead to death or escape or amnesia, would be the most common scene in every historical K-drama. Number four, in almost every romance K-drama, the female lead will always, always, at least once, trip or fall right in front of the male lead, which can lead to either an accidental kiss or accidental yakap, which of course will be, of course, shown in a slow-mo edit. Replayed from multiple camera angles, backed up by the most romantic K-drama OST. <laughs> diba? Aminin nyo, lagi yan. Lagi may ganyan in every rom- rom-com or romance K-drama. And then lastly, in almost every romance K-drama, you will always get a second lead syndrome. This is the type of illness where you strongly feel love with the second, uh, fall in love with the second lead, and you strongly think that the female lead will be better off with the second lead rather than the main lead. How severe is the second lead syndrome? It it all depends in the K drama. Some noted K dramas that almost divided the world between two teams. Ito yon. Reply 1988, Start Up, Boys Over Flowers, The Air, and so many more. Diba? Andiyan naglabanan tayo ng team Good Boy, Team Jungwan, ang daming mga teams. It really divided the world. <laughs> well, of course, not literally. Pero yeah, get my point. Anyway, those are some of the most common scenes in a K-drama and I'm sure you can think of so many others so please don't forget to tag me in what you think are some of the most common scenes in a K-drama. Now let's talk about what I can consider as the top five gateway drugs of K-drama. Ever wonder how you can support your favorite podcaster? Simply lang. Padala nyo kami ng pera sa bangko. Charot! <laughs> eh, just lang. You can support your favorite podcaster by sharing their podcast episode, clicking on the follow or subscribe, um, liking their post, or by using their affiliate links to different brands. Like your Tita's affiliate links with Amazon, Lazada, Shopee, and the newest one, which is GoDaddy. So for those that are thinking of setting up a website for their business or maybe a podcast, I know I did, abangan niyan. 
GoDaddy offers fast, secure web hosting for a very low price. So check it out through my link in the description box. Everything is in the description box, pati kaluluwa ko. So go ahead and check it out. Go and check GoDaddy. Parang tango. Now, for me, these are the five K-dramas that may have started your addiction to K-dramas or may completely turn you into an addict if you watch them. These are also the K-dramas that I usually suggest to anyone who would like to start watching K-dramas or is starting out in K-dramas. Now that I think about it, parang pusher ko. Parang, parang akong pusher <laughs> sa dating na to. Because <laughs> it, it can cause you addiction. Tapos pinupush ko pa. So yeah, <laughs> not really a good an- analogy. Anyway, number one is of course Goblin or Guardian, the Lonely and Great God. Who can forget this K drama from the magical year of 2016? That I think every K drama was really good. Every K drama was awesome. Lahat maganda. It stars, of course, Gong Yu, Kim Goyon, Lee Dong Wok, and Yoon Ina. I know that for a lot of us, even local celebrities like Anne Curtis, this was the K drama that made us join officially the Hallyu wave. Oh wait, malina naman Hallyu. I should say it as Hallyu because Hallyu means Korean wave. So if I say it Hallyu wave, then that's Korean wave wave. So Hallyu. Anyway, so yeah. So this K drama, which is about a goblin, which is like, I don't know. I think I c- can consider this as an encanto. Hindi ko alam kung encanto ba dapat yung parang equivalent niya in our folklore. Pero yeah, a goblin is something like that. This story about the goblin opened so many doors for Korea. Some discovered K-pop because of the songs in this K drama, and some. Went crazy on everything Korean, Korean skincare, Korean fashion, Korean food. As for me, this made me decide to really push for my travel to Korea. So, just so I can go sa mga filming locations niya back in 2018. Yun yung talagang pinaka goal ko nung pumunta kami ng Korea. Mapuntahan yung pinaglabasan nila na parang taanal bayon or Basta underground pass ata siya. And then yung sa may um, palace. Uh, ano ba yung lugar? Yung first time sila nag-meet ng, ng karakter ni Kim Goyun. Yung parang may mga old na wall. Something like that. Basta, yan. That, that's the uh, effect on me. Number two is Descendants of the Sun, another K-drama from the magical year of 2016. The K-drama stars ex-couple Song Jong-ki and Song Ye-kyo, or fondly called as the Song Song Couple, or was the Song Song Couple, because unfortunately, the marriage 
didn't last that long. Now, if you have seen this K drama, I wouldn't blame you if you were one of those that wish they would be a real couple and was so happy when they announced their marriage, and now broken-hearted when they announced their divorce. Because the chemistry of the two, along with Kim Jae Won and Jin Go, really made this K drama the talk of the town. It was trending for almost almost every episode, yeah. And this also made Song Junkie the hottest oppa in town. Number three is something more recent. It's a K drama crash landing on you. Ah, the K drama that aired at the height of the pandemic, and because it aired during the time where every most of us were at home. So many people were introduced to K drama because of this series. Who would not fall in love, naman kasi, with the hunk Hyun Bin and the beautiful Son Ye Jin, backed by beautiful cinematography of Korea and Switzerland, and amazing OST. All of that, of course, dahil narin sa ke- amazing chemistry, which we recently found out was also taken. Off screen, thanks to Dispatch, who spilled the tea, that the two are officially a couple, and let's keep it that way, Lord, Lord, please, let's keep it that way. <laughs> Number four is, of course, like I mentioned, Itaewon class. As most women are into rom-com and got hooked because of any of those three K dramas that I've mentioned earlier. Most of my guy friends, naman, they were introduced to K drama because of Itaewon class, because of this revenge underdog K drama. It's like I said, it's really good K drama to remind you to persevere, to achieve your goals in life, and like I said, everything was really well, not really everything, but I mean, this K drama was a really good story, a bit. May, may may comment lang ako dito na, na mention ko on my review about ATA One Class pero overall it's actually a really good story and that's how my guy friends who wants to keep their who's not really a fan of rom com this is how they were introduced to K drama all thanks to ATA One Class number five last but not the least is of course Kingdom yes zombie Kingdom. <laughs> when the first season of Kingdom was made available in Netflix back in 2019, I personally think that it took K drama to a whole new global level. It somehow proved that K dramas are not just about romance and drama. Because despite Kingdom being a historical K drama and zombie related K drama. People all over the world were drawn to it. That it was one of those K dramas that trended worldwide, one of the most viewed series in Netflix, and were both a hit to female and male audience of all ages. Because maganda rin talaga yung kwento niya. It's uh, my mystery, my action, and again, despite being a historical K drama. Super na hook ang maraming tao, and of course, all thanks na to sa shampre big budget from Netflix, which made it possible for the 
for the production to be off level with some of the biggest Hollywood series. And yeah, those are my top five K-dramas that I highly, highly recommend for those that are starting out in the K-drama world. There's actually so many more K-dramas that once you watch, you'll get hooked forever. Now, you may fall off for a while as most of us do or kasi nagiging busy sa life and syempre may sawa factor din. But really, nobody totally gets out of the whole K-drama craze. You just get crazier and crazier and crazier. Yeah. Crazier enough to even have a podcast all about K-drama. So, tell me, which K-drama started it all for you? Ako? Me, siguro, I, th- I think it was really one of those old K-dramas like Winter Sonata and Jewel in the Palace back in 2003 that started it all for me. How about you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to tag me, okay? Don't forget to tag me on any of my social media accounts. Again, on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Tita Talks Podcast. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, it's all at Talks Tita. Now, before we end today's episode, I just want to say hi, annyeonghaseyo, and big thanks to the guys from Kumu. Now, Kumu is a Pinoy live streaming app where you can connect or tambay with Filipino streamers and celebrities. So use our link in the description to follow some amazing Kumu streamers. Alright, that ends our Beginner's Guide to K-Drama Series. So with all the things that I've mentioned from last week's episode and today's episode, I think you are now ready to fully engage in K-dramas. So if you are interested or looking for a K-drama, don't forget that you can always check any of my previous episodes. I have mentioned some of my favorite K-dramas for police procedures and K-dramas that made us cry and so many other K-dramas that you can choose from. So just check out any of those episodes and don't forget to follow your Tita on Spotify or anywhere that you are listening to because every week I upload a new episode all about K-drama. And with that, good night, kids. I love you, Bruno Mars. Thank you for listening to the Tita Talks podcast with your Tita Marianne. Make sure to follow and subscribe to the show so you won't miss out on new episodes. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.